if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. And you guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello, everybody. Sean Zalmanoff here with Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with my man, Kenneth Travis. And we are joined today by Aaron Ryan. Aaron Ryan is the founder of the Ryan Group, Oregon's number one real estate team. Closed over 650 transactions last year. 250 million in production and on top of that Aaron is not only a super badass in Oregon he's number 34 in transactions in the country and number 36 by volume in the country Aaron welcome thanks for having me on guys man did I hear 650 transactions right that's it okay that's awesome man I just had to make sure that we were clear there I wanted to make sure that Whoever's listening to this heard the 650 transactions because you ever notice, man, like even in the mortgage industry, especially like people are real proud about their volume and you're yeah. like, oh man, like, like what, like what is, you know, what does a hundred million look like? And you're like, oh, it's 50 transactions. Okay. I'm not so impressed now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Stuff, man. No, I get it. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and just the, the stats, the number 34 in transactions and 36 in volume in the country, I was mentioning to Aaron beforehand, I, you know, I'm, I imagine the person who's number one in volumes, like probably number 300 in transactions and, you know, the number person who's number one in transactions, you know, I'm not going to pick on any town, but, but lives in some urban core and, yeah. uh, is, is not close to the top in volume. Shoot, so, I'll tell you what, they're, they're typically in, uh, in LA or New York and they're, they're leading in volume for every, uh, you know, every house they sell, I got to sell six of them. So I'm definitely probably beating them in transactions, but they're killing me in volume. So Aaron, you've uh, been in the your current state of the Ryan Group for 11 years. Uh, you said you've been buying and flipping houses since the day you graduated college. So real estate's in your blood, man. How'd you, uh, how'd you get to where you are? What made you decide to start a company and, and how'd you grow it to where you are now? Yeah. So getting out of school, you know, I, I got, uh, I got into real estate, uh, started doing some, some flips and some new builds, uh, was dealing with a couple of realtors who would represent me in the, the sale of my properties and help me find land and, and deals and that kind of stuff. And I noticed that the balls kind of got dropped here and there and the communication started becoming less and less it, the more deals I did with them. So rather than continuing down that path, I decided to get my license. I started representing myself. Uh, then I started when the, the market turned is actually why I started the company, believe it or not. The money dried up from your guys' end, right? So you guys wouldn't lend me any more money. So, you know, they were telling me, you know, no more, uh, no more construction loans, uh, rehab loans, you know, to, to get financing on a, on a rehab project was getting tough. So, you know, it was almost out of necessity. I got into the, the brokerage business and started the Ryan Group 
and started basically just getting out there and selling my own stuff and selling uh, for other buyers and sellers. And, you know, I think it's mo like most people, I probably didn't build the company, you know, at first intentionally, it just kind of happened where, you know, it was me, then it was an assistant, then it was a couple buyers agents. Then I, you know, I hired my first listing agent and before it became the popular thing to expand, I started, you know, getting agents in my neighboring markets and, you know, started expanding into the markets next to those. And before I knew it, you know, we ended up with a bunch of offices in three different States and soon to be, you know, soon to be five. Soon to be coast to coast, right? We are. We're beginning uh, 2019 will be our expansion, our first expansion onto the East Coast. So we'll be expanding into uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina in 2019. So Aaron, you made that sound easy. Um, you know, there's realtors listening to this, there's loan officers listening to this and they want to grow. Yeah. It, and frankly, I mean, I think it, it did, it was kind of easy. Um, well, you at least attracted the people. What, What's your secret sauce, man? What are you doing that people are reaching out to you as you started to grow and they're like, man, who is this guy? I think I want to work with him. Yeah, you got to have a clear vision for what you're trying to accomplish, right? So being able to have a clear mission on what you're trying to accomplish and being able to articulate that to other people so that they can buy into that vision, uh, creating a culture where people want to come to work where people want to work hard. You know, when I, I mean, I still am to this day, it's a 24 seven business and I, I, I only align myself with team members and, and other people that see that same vision. You know, they want to work hard. They want to accomplish their goals. They're not willing to give up, you know, by, by, you know, any stretch of the imagination. They want to build, they want to grow, they want to expand. I can't have somebody who's sitting across the hall from me or, or out in one of my cubes here that, you know, is happy selling three homes a month. You know, I, I have to have the guys who are hitting my minimum standards of at least, you know, four transactions a month or five transactions a month or selling a million bucks a month. So I, I'm very strategic in the way that I align my team with people who have the same mindset and the same drive that I do. Awesome. So by creating a narrow focus on people that you work with, you attract the people that you want. And I, I think there's... <laughs> quite a bit for us all to, to be able to take away from that as so many people in the mortgage business and the real estate world try to serve too many people and be so many things to, to so many instead of finding out who, uh, who you fit best and going down that path. So tell us, you know, when it's, I'm assuming it's pretty hard for a mortgage loan officer to crack your door right now. Um, <laughs> And it, it's funny. Here, here. I'm, I'm laughing at that because, you know, I probably get five, six calls a day from local, you know, loan officers who, and we've actually put a system in place to deal with those guys here in our offices. So it's, it's funny. It's just walking me through that actually. So you have it uh, to like a filter system that if they actually get to a certain point, you might meet with them. So, I mean, I have phone screeners who, you know, have been trained to ask in-depth questions on why people, loan officers are calling me because, you know, a lot of times they'll try to make it sound like we're in a transaction together. We know each other, you know, we're, we're you know, somehow aligned. And so these guys have been trained to screen those calls, you know, get them on a, you know, 
transferred over to uh, uh, a sales manager or something like that if, if we don't want to talk to them or if they're not a partner we're, we're considering at the time and, you know, kind of help take some of that stuff off my plate for sure. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, what kind of, when you receive those calls, I'm not, I'm assuming you've taken one or two. Oh, absolutely. It put in a moment. What kind of questions are, are you being asked? Uh, am I being asked or am I asking of them? That they're asking of you. Oh, I mean, you know, number one question is, are you happy with your, your, your loan officer partner, or your lending partner, right? Uh, you got to remember, I mean, the majority of my lending partners, you know, my primaries uh, I've worked with for years, you know, they, they get in, they never leave. So we do a lot of business together. Uh, one of them is a good friend of mine who you know, I know, I've known him since before I even you know, started the brokerage. So I'm a loyal guy. That's probably the number one thing is I'm a loyal guy, especially to my people. So you know, I have one that, that cracked the door and got in here uh, through another association that you know, I actually knew. Uh, you know, I actually knew his former his former boss, I knew his wife from high school. So that's, they use that to get in the door and it got him in here. And I'm not sure if they're going to stay, you know, by, you know, but, but they're, they're in the door. So typically they're asking me though, are you happy with your, your lending partner? You know, and then they want to go into the spiel, right? They want to tell me about their turn, turnaround times. Of course they have underwriting in-house and they can go talk to their underwriters and you know, the, the typical lender thing that, that these guys are calling with. It's all, it's, I'll be honest with you for the most part, it's the same spiel reincarnated by a different, you know, by a different LO. So, I mean, but if I call you after this and tell you that my rates are good, I'm going to close on time. I mean, you're going to work with me, right? Oh, you know, I will for you. Yes. For you, you call me. I'll, I'll definitely be working with you for, uh, for the typical guy here in my market. Probably not. (laughs) But you you know, Aaron, there's actually a lesson in this for loan officers that are listening. Yeah. And, uh, and the lesson is, is that you like leverage relationships. Yeah. Like someone leveraged a relationship and they got their foot in the door and they may or may not stay depending on how that, you know, how that relationship continues. But you said something else interesting too. It's like, hey, I'm a loyal guy. Yeah. And so like a lot of times I tell loan officers, man, all the time, like, hey, man, don't bombard these agents with the same old scripts. Hey, did you, you know, are you happy with your lender? Because like they are actually taught these things. Like there are, there are platforms out in the mortgage industry that teach. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And they bombard people and, and, their, and their tactics are, hey, let's call 300 realtors today. Wonderful. Every single day, five days a week. And so, yeah. And so oh, I'm excited to be on that list. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you say, you know, I'm a loyal guy and, and we do like you leverage relationships, but, but more importantly, it's just like, you know, like don't bombard them. Right. Like sometimes yeah. you like, sometimes like there's a different way of approaching that. Hey, Aaron, I know that you may be already happy with somebody that you're working with, but in the event that you're ever looking for another opportunity, I'm here. Right. Uh, yeah. maybe your backup quarterback. I think that'd be a little softer for you. And you may, you may receive that a little bit differently than someone saying, are you currently happy with your realtor? They're just saying, Hey man, I know you've got someone that you're working with. Do you think you would accept that differently? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, just getting right to the point of what somebody could say if they want to get in the door, right? There's a couple yeah. things you could do something for me, you know, that, that always helps, you know, bring me some lunch, bring <clears> me a star. I'm not going to turn you away. You show up to my office with Starbucks, you know, and you know, my drink, I'm probably going to come out there and at least shake your hand and talk to you for a little bit. Right. <clears> um, I'll tell you what else, send me a buyer, send me a buyer. 
Yeah. Shoot, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your calls. I'm gonna take your calls for at least 45 days. At least for while we're in escrow, I'm gonna take every single one of your calls. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna get together probably face to face. That's your opportunity to sell, right? That's your opportunity to sell me. You got 45 days where I have to take your calls. Mm-hmm. So why not do that? That seems like the most logical way if I'm new to get in, if especially if there's a top guy in the market and I want to get in his door mm-hmm. and I, I can get his attention for 30, 45 days while we're in escrow, I'm gonna give him a buyer and I'm gonna try to get you know, I'm gonna try to get in front of the guy. I'll tell you what, it would work for me. Well, that's what we call results in advance at next level. Like that's what it is. Like results in advance. Like send him a buyer. Yeah. Relationship. Like you know, tell them you'll be their backup quarterback in the event that the, you know, you need something in the future, like really go deep with them. Sure, I'll right. tell you what, if you send me a buyer that can qualify and that's, it's real and you know, we're looking at properties and I get the guy in contract, I'm probably going to consider using you. You know, I'm going to say, this guy's real. He's got buyers. I mean, he mm-hmm. sent me one, you know, it's a good. I'm going to at least send you a deal, you know, and return the favor. I'm at least going to send you a deal and return the favor. So I don't know why more guys don't do. I think it's because they don't have the buyers. That's probably why. Well, yeah, yeah, I think I think there's some truth to that to some degree. But again, most coaching companies out there, most you know, most uh, gurus in the mortgage industry are telling them to go after to go after the agents. I'll tell you, I never felt good about it. Right, like you know, early in my career, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, I started buying big shoes, like big boots, at like some of the Walmarts and Targets that were okay. And I would send a boot to a realtor. I'd call them a couple of times and talk to them and have a have a conversation with them. <clears throat> but I'd send them a big shoe in the mail and say, "Hey, man, listen, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Like, let's go have lunch, right?" There you go. They were so impressed with that that they would actually sit down and talk to me, and I was able to, you know, go deep with them and, and become friends with them. But Nice. Doing things that are definitely different. And, yeah. uh, and, I, and I, love, I love this perspective because it's helpful, right? It's helpful yeah. for people to hear it from, from the horse's mouth, you know, from a, from a high-producing real estate agent. Like, guys, like, man, send them a deal. You, yeah. got 45, you got 30 to 45 days to connect with them, depending on what market you're in, and, like, to prove your worth. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's not rocket science. I'm your captive audience for, I mean, that the entire escrow period, right? I mean, I just, and you know, you better hope you don't mess up the deal because we may not talk ever again, but (laughs) if it goes smooth and everything's great and you know, you do what you say you're going to do. I mean, you you know, guys make mistakes, right? I mean, lenders, just like realtors, we all make mistakes. I get that. But you know, if it goes smooth and everybody does what they're supposed to do, why wouldn't I use you again? I've already, we've already established a connection. So we were talking before you already given a, a couple of good nuggets for uh, our loan officers listening to, to use. And uh, before I hit that record button, you were like, you know, do you want me to sugarcoat wasn't the word you used, but uh, do you want me to sugarcoat things? Or you just want me to, to say how it is. So man, like, if you had a soapbox right here to just yeah. tell lenders what they should or shouldn't be doing again, like, take the training wheels off. You need to cuss at them. You need to do whatever. What, what, what should they be doing? What do you need to tell them that will free some things off your chest and be a yeah. massive benefit to our loan officers? Don't forget, right? So I'm going into two, three different markets where I don't have loan officers. So I'm going to go through this process, right? So I, I'll, this will be like a public service announcement right now, right? So, you know, when we go into Boise, Coeur d'Alene, Charlotte, 
Rock Hill. If you're in any of those areas, listen to this because I don't want you to do any of this stuff. Don't <laughs> annoy the crap out of me by calling me every single day when I don't return your call, okay? If you call me, have something for me. Don't call me to tell me your underwriting's in-house and you can walk down the hall and talk to your underwriter. I don't care, right? And I, I'm straight up with these guys. If they do catch me on the phone, I tell them, you guys are all pretty much the same. You know, a lot of it just comes down to the individual loan officer, right? The individual loan officer and how quick you respond. Your company does pretty much the same that every other company does. Thank you. The one loan officer is the one that makes a difference, right? Man, I, I don't know how it is. You know, I'm, I don't claim to be a lending expert at all. Like, I, I don't know your guys' side of the table. Everybody thinks we do. I don't. You know, I'm 24-7, man. If I call you from my phone at 8 o'clock at night, right, because I got a referral and I'm getting ready to write this guy up, man, answer the call especially if you know that I got that buyer going, right? So if you're going to come to me and you're going to talk to me, you can't be the guy that shuts his phone off at five o'clock or six o'clock because we're going 24 seven. And when I can write a deal or when one of my guys can write a deal, we're writing that deal. Um, have something for me. You know, you're going to call me, man. You better have something for me. Have a buyer for me shoot, have some Dallas Cowboy tickets for me, have something for me, you know, don't call me with nothing because, you know, you're, there, there's not a good enough, you got to give me an item of value, right? You got to give me something for me to just jump on the phone with you and start talking to you. If you call me with the same old spiel and the same old garbage, I'm not going to answer your call. That's just the truth. You're going to probably go on my, do, on, my, on, my, uh, on my list of people that never get through to my phone. There's actually a list of vendors and people who call and are so irritating that they cannot get through ever. Like you will get on that list and you will never actually make it to my direct extension. This is a fresh of breath air. Hearing it from oh, yeah? someone well, other. Hopefully it's not offensive. So that's oh, no, well, if it is, oh well. But uh, <laughs> I wrote it down when you said it the first time, have yeah. something for me. And then yeah. you said it three more times. I was like, oh man, this is spot on, dude. This is so awesome. And well, it was just... I was having a conversation this morning about knowing your value proposition and man, it's just, if you get an agent who is number one in their market, I mean, shit, if you get an agent who's number 10 in their market on the phone, number 10 in your market, man, know what you're going to say and know how you're going to add value. And uh, as Aaron said, have something for him. I mean, yeah. you know, we're not trying to violate RESPA here. We're, we're trying to form a relationship and market and be able to do something different than the other 20 people who are calling you today saying, Hey buddy, like my underwriter's down the hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I hear that five times a day and it's the stupidest thing I've ever, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a big office complex. It's like 120,000, um, acres. It's, it's just huge. It's this massive complex. There's like 300 lender offices in this building. Right. And I swear every single one of them have called me and told me the exact, I could walk up and down the, you know, up, up and down the, the towers here and I could see, you know, every loan officer sitting there with their underwriting. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's like, you got to give me something different. How many of them have brought you a Starbucks? Not, you know what, believe it or not, not a single one of them has come into my office. They can walk to your office and they, they have can it. literally walk. It's all covered. You don't even have to go outside. Like there's breezeways 
Oh my God, I'm probably just shooting myself in the foot here. I'm probably going to get 10 of them after this Man, I'm going to get like 10 of them after this thing airs. But like, you know, you don't even have to go outside to walk to my office. And I mean, I'm on the radio, I'm on TV. It's not like I'm hiding, right? Mm -hmm. These guys all know where I am. I got cars that are wrapped in in the parking lot that they see every day, but not one of them gets off their butt and gets over here. Oh, that's great. Now, can we have fun, Aaron? Can we have yeah, fun? let's do it. Right. I like to have fun. So, uh, so we got these realtorisms, right, on the mortgage side of things. And, okay, cool. Uh, we were just having fun. It's like kind of going off topic here. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of times us lenders joke about real estate agents. Uh, we go and, you know, we're asked for business and realtors say, oh, no, I'm only a seller's agent, right? I don't work with buyers. I'm thinking... And I'm, and we, you know, guys like us think, well, do your sellers not ever buy houses? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that that a lot of times is just agents not having a script or a, you know, just a response to that, to that question, or they just don't have buyers like they legitimately or don't have business for that? I think these guys get into these models where, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I have specialists in my office that, that, you know, that helps that go on listing appointments all day. That's all they do. Right. And it's because they're so busy doing that for me that that's, that's, you know, that's their primary job. But if somebody comes to them and says, I got a buyer, you know, or I got some, you better take that. I'm in the money making business. That's it. Regardless of how that money comes to us, we're in the money making business. We don't turn any business away. You call me and you say I got a buyer for me, shoot, I'm gonna I'm taking that buyer, no matter what I got going on that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I think it's I think it's dumb business. I think any business you can get is good business. That's it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What else you got? Man, this has been good, Aaron. Anything else that uh you want to slap a loan officer and say, again, this is, this is your chance. There's going to be thousands listening to this. Oh, man, well, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, something for me. <laughs> you know what? I got something for you guys, actually. Stop hiding behind RESPA, okay? Not everything is a RESPA violation. Amen. Figure out ways to make it compliant and, and do all the things that your company's going to do. You know, here's, here's something for you guys, right? Keeping it real with you guys. You guys want to do business with a realtor? Why don't you co-op market with them, right? Get on their Zillow, get on their Boomtown, get on their whatever. You guys have heard of those systems, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. So offer to get on it with them. Get some skin in the game. You know, stop hiding behind RESPA and being a little wiener. You know, just get out there, man. Try to make it work. Check with your company, your compliance department, whatever, you know, just figure out a way that you can get some skin in the game. Shoot, you called me. One of you guys right here on the screen called me and said, hey, look, guys, I'm going to do some advertising with you. You know, I'm going to participate, you know, whatever. I'm going to say, yeah, we could, we could do some co-op marketing together. Shoot, we'll start doing some business. You know, why not? I'll give you a shot. And, you know, as long as you don't mess up, you'll stay on. So I, I don't know. I, I would say stop hiding behind RESPA. Stop, you know, using that as your excuse. When you get in the door and you hear what the realtor wants, rather than hiding behind that, find out, find a way to make it work. It might not be everything they want. You might not be able to do exactly the way they want, but find a way within your guidelines to work with them. So that would be probably one of the things that I would recommend to these guys. Fantastic. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you joining us today. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you much. Thank you. Kenneth, you want to send us off?
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So thank you guys for listening today, Aaron. Thank you for your time again, uh, to, to Sean's point and listen, like, check it out. Like Aaron dropped some like golden nuggets for you guys today. Like just real knowledge bombs, like in your face, like no hoax bar. I'm going to tell you guys the truth about how I feel as a real estate agent. And I think the number one takeaway is bring me something, right? Bring there it is. Right. And so, uh, so yeah. So if you guys want to continue this conversation with next level loan officers, you want to get in on the rest of the podcast, you want to see some of our other behind the scenes, uh, tactics and strategies, get your phone out right now and text the word next level. You're going to text the word. It's real simple guys. Text the word next level to three, six, two, six, zero. That's our mortgage app for next level loans. Just get that on your phone, stay in the conversation. And until we see you guys, make it a wonderful day and we'll see you on the other side.